about to be a completely unreliable asshole. Timbo Tim. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> hey. What's up? Back in our office. Holy crap. Was a bit loud. That was so loud. <laughs> That's why we wear these headphones. That's why I wear headphones to get my ears blown apart. Welcome everyone to episode thirty. Episode we hit. We Holy hit another. Shit. We hit another decade episode. Wow, we're e- getting closer and closer to my age. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> episode thirty of Dismembering Horror, the podcast show, which is real horror show, where we dismember, aka talk about what worked for us, what did not work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy amongst this here slew of horror films that we've been watching. You just, you just really, that just flew off the tongue. (laughs) It's what we do. (laughs) That was great. Anything to add? No. I want to know why things are scary. That's it. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Right. It's the only reason I'm here. Things are scary because you, they make, they give you a feeling in your chest that put you in touch with your mortality. Mmm. Oh, I like that. It's nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And then the movie God, ends, what a good and, feeling. and you're safe at least from the movie. Damn! Wow! But the horrors of the real world and death itself—you <laughs> are not safe. <laughs> which is why we watch them. Yep, this is very true. And we watched. Boy, was this a scary film to oh, watch? This so week. scary, so <laughs> scary. I had to cover my eyes. I mean, not only are ghosts scary, but ships are scary. So you put the two together and what do you have? You got a ghost ship. Ghost ship. <laughs> That's what we watched. Um, I wanted to give a little a little context for this film before we get into our, our first section, which okay. is the summary. Cool. Because I thought it was kind of an interesting recent horror history context we can put it in. Because now we're able to talk it being essentially 2020. Just, you know, less than a year away from 2020, we can really look back at the late 90s, early aughts specifically as kind of a removed period in film history. Oh, man. Um, Speaking of old. (laughs) (laughs) So so this film, Ghost Ship, was um, produced, funded, whatever. The, The production company was Dark Castle Entertainment. Oh, yeah. Which I remember when you think early aughts horror films these are the guys yeah it's like you think of uh whatever sort of stylistic things come up to mind you know for better or worse probably mostly for worse um that's these guys but they started with so some context they started with the 1999 remake house on haunted hill and if you've seen that then that well i'm saying all this so it does paint a picture then 13 ghosts 2001 then the same director after that steve beck directed this film we're going to talk about ghost ship then we had Gothica, oh, Halle Berry. Then the House. I did not like Gothica. Right. Then the House of Wax. I saw that one with oh, yeah. uh, Paris Hilton. Yep. I saw that in theaters. Then um, the Reaping. I vaguely remember the Reaping. Yeah. And then um, Return to House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> oh God. Uh, we'll get into more of them later. I think for the things of note. But like we're talking about a certain kind a film here when yeah. we're talking about Ghost Ship, which is why I'm actually glad we're talking about this. So well, as and I, that, that company really takes sort of a, a, a left turn in yes. what they're producing in the late 
aughts. Which uh, um, I want to get the into only, too. The only one of the late aughts that I like is Orphan. So we should get into that for the things of note because I think okay. that's, we'll talk more about Dark Castle Entertainment. But why I wanted cool. to bring this up up front was just to sort of, since we are talking about a specific kind of film mm-hmm. here the early aughts horror film i think this because there's a lot more like we could do oh, like yeah. the tooth fairy movie which was horrible <laughs> like what was that called darkness falls just all these oh films my God. like they this film that or this film company uh dark castle i feel like is the progenitor indicative like you were talking about these films we couldn't have picked a better film than ghost ship <laughs> Oh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've said it a few times. Is there anything else to add? Should we get into? Oh, no, man. Just play that trailer. Mm. Yeah. Mr. Murphy, I'm Jack Farrington. I fly the Arctic Weather Patrol. Last month, I was out in the middle of the street when I came across this. Congratulations. You found a boat in the middle of the ocean. What do you think a ship like this could be worth? Depends on if we have the right to salvage it. I do know one thing. Sea gives you an opportunity, you take it. Yo, Murph, I think you should get up here. It's an ocean liner. It's the Antonio Grasa. Any sign of what might have happened? Nothing. No passengers. No crew. No captain. No mention of anything in the ship's log. What do you make of that? A cruise ship. I saw something I couldn't possibly have seen. I think I saw a little girl. Oh my god! <laughs> I th- I I think that uh, that music cue must actually have been used to like spoof it. I swear I heard it in South Park or something. The that is like the oldest thing. Yeah. What is that originally from? That's so funny. Um. I mean, it's in so many things. It's in uh, Never Ending Story has it. Yeah, but not like that. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's... It's that... I mean, it's just an interval thing, but right? But this it's specifically, like, they, like yeah, this trailer sure. cue, I swear, it was used in a lot of trailers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man. Well, that, that was a... That... <laughs> it was a good summation of what the film is. Yeah, that 2000s graphic... <laughs> is so funny looking now it's so shitty yeah but you know i mean this is to get into our, our well that's more how to get into how we rated it i'm just gonna skip ahead a little here we gotta do our summary okay but since you just said it those that graphic like all the things that made it so bad then and like date it so much now have made me more endeared to it <laughs> Because it's now, like, we yeah. can say this early aughts film. Right. It's not going to the theaters and hoping for something better. It's, this is what yeah. it was, and I can put it in context. Yeah, for sure. What was the film about, though? Oh, man. It There's was, a lot going on, actually. There is a lot going on. But in the most simple terms, a salvage crew in the Arctic? They're off Alaska. <laughs> Actually, I read I'm in pretty sure, Roger right? Ebert's review, he said there was something very wrong in the geography as far as where they're going. There definitely was. <laughs> Who knows? They're in the ocean. It doesn't. You can't get that specific. Otherwise, okay. we'll be here. Okay, I won't. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so, the salvage crew, they salvage shit from the ocean. 
and a guy comes along, they're done. They're done for the their season. The season. All right, we just had a good haul. We're having our cigars. Yeah. And this random dude comes along and says, hey, I saw a thing in the ocean. It's a big ship. I flew over. I, yeah, I'm a helicopter pilot, and I flew over this thing, and it was there, and then it wasn't there, but man, we should go get it because it's huge, and it might be a big payday. And they hem and haw for about 10 seconds, and then they go, sure, let's do it. So they go there, and lo and behold, it's a ghost ship, right? It's a ship that everybody, well, the captain has heard of. There's sort of lore about it. It's been missing for 50-some-odd years. And they, you know, essentially antics ensue because they get on there, and weird shit starts happening. People start seeing stuff, and, like, there's sort of a mystery as to where the crew went. We we know that this boat, a tragedy occurred there from a setup flashback. That's true, yeah, the opening scene, yeah. I guess um, that's true. So we know a massacre <laughs> yes. happened here of sorts. So we definitely know that peop- lots of people died on the ship. And so we know that the ship is potentially very haunted. And then we have that confirmed by the fact that everybody starts seeing ghosts. How about we have it confirmed from like within the first minute of being on the ship some blocks <laughs> rearrange themselves to spell out something that's right like that's we right. physically like we watch the audience, it happen. it's like it's like hey if you're wondering audience yes it's haunted <laughs> yeah it could have just been like a letter moves a little bit or just like you end on it yeah or it's not seen anyway that was this movie in a there's a lot of this movie in a nutshell moments in this movie yeah um, but yeah, you know, antics ensue, so to speak, and the haunting and who done it and, and why, and all those fun questions are answered. Yeah. So satisfyingly answered. <laughs> um, and we get kind of a final girl. Yeah, we get a final girl structure and Juliana Margulies fucking right. swims away. People get killed off because they're sinners. Yeah. I, I want to add yeah. the, the greater summary of this film. You could also just put it as this film is at about a some sort of um, possibly demon possessed soul collector. Someone who's malevolent indebted force. Someone who's indebted at least to malevolent forces right. and kept alive must collect souls in order to pay some sort of debt. And his system for doing it for some reason is by racking up lots of souls uh, via via their presence on boats. If you want to get a lot of people together who are isolated, go to a boat. I mean, maybe there's some sort of like old lore in like among sailors. You know what I mean? Like a Davy Jones's locker type thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually, we'll bring that back. I mean, there probably is. And how would you rate it? This is actually a little bit of a tough one for me reminder our rating system of would you avoid it stream it rent it or buy it you tim oh not what you would tell okay. people to do what would you Process tell you to of do of elimination i would definitely not buy this <laughs> yeah and i would not avoid it yep so would i spend money to watch ghost ship 2000 it's streamable on netflix folks (laughs) folks right now yeah i think the answer is it's a stream for me yeah for me it was like a hard i can't imagine paying money for this no but for me this is like (laughs) this is like exactly what you want from a stream it movie totally it's stupid but fun and has moments yeah and it's you know 
it's not not well done. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, for what it is, right. the act, the cast is ridiculous. So, you know. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne leads the show. Dude. Um, yeah. So we're double stream. Double, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we just we, crossed our streams. Both tell ourselves to stream it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, let's talk about what worked because, um, you know. Because that's what we're doing. I have so many things, which seems weird. I know, me too. <laughs> All right, what worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? <laughs> it worked like a charm, Smith. <laughs> what worked? What worked for you? I mean, should we get the opening scene out of the way? Yeah. Uh. Yes. So and and I think in broad terms, just the deaths and the kills and all of the the but as, the, as, the, as, yeah well but never to be topped by oh no the opening oh no sequence yeah if if there's a lesson in um, blowing your load early <laughs> this movie I don't know what the lesson is or perhaps but, uh, showing your cards oh <laughs> go with that one Tim. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Do we have a young audience here? I don't know, but think, all of our I episodes think... say explicit next to them. <laughs> I can't imagine who is the source of the explicit content <laughs> on this podcast. Um, okay, yes. So the everybody gets cut in half is so good. The That gag, it almost, I mean, it, you it, it's set up. It's obvious what's going to happen. So it's not sort of shocking, but the execution of the post wire going through everybody and just the belaboredness of everybody sort of still standing there. Honestly, it was as so far good. as like pure horror moments and kind of the schlockiest, this like kind of what most people think of when they think of horror movies, which is this is the kind of movie that when people say, oh, I don't like horror movies. I just like Alien. And I'm like, well, then you do like them. But what they're talking about is they don't like Ghost Ship, which I won't blame them for at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like this is one but of those. Do you think it's because of this type of moment? Um, no, I think it's more because of the overall. It's not a good film. You know? Sure. Um, but where, what, what, what was I saying that? Well, I was going to say the belabored aspect of like, you've got this wire go through everybody and you obviously know what's happening. It's yeah. very, it's very overt, but then there's this maybe 30 seconds to a minute of everybody sort of still standing there and one by one, slowly they're falling apart. Like the, the result it's like, you know, the torso is falling away from one person. Right. And so it basically is... it's a, so to set the scene, it's like a sort of, uh, what, what era is this? Like 1940s, oh, no, 50s, 60s, 60s? It's early 60s, 62. Like, yeah. Early sixties, you have everyone outside. They're kind of like having their, their ball or whatever. Yeah. And, the, you know, it's like the captain's dinner kind of feel. Everyone's, you know, dressed in their gowns and tuxes. Right. And they're like all out on the deck. And the captain's dancing with this little girl, Katie. And it's like, that was great, too. So, like, as soon as we know what's going to happen, because it's setting up the, the wire and everything. Uh -huh. But, like, it was fun because you also know that there's going to be a payoff with Katie being shorter than everyone else. And you're just, yeah. it's just that one more element of just kind of the waiting for it to happen that right, made right. it fun. Um, but then, yeah, what you're talking about, once it does, it like, it's, it's shot really well. So we have the quick glimpses to kind of sell the effect, mm -hmm. but then it's the, yeah, the, um, 
the the scene that said immediately afterwards like my favorite was the woman who's like next to her lower half yeah she's and like legs she's like trying moving. to like yeah. put herself together almost <laughs> she's just I in that kind that. of like the guy who picks up his arm and saving private ryan right like, right oh, god <laughs> that kind of effect to an extent yeah um, i mean i it's sort of it's very odd to me because in a weird way i both really liked that and really thought it was dumb and over the top. It's a weird. Th- I it's mean, a that's weird the movie balance. in a nutshell, right? I, it, it is. It is because I'm like, I like it, but I don't like it. I it's like weird. it, but it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I like stupid. We've talked about this. Like, there's the right kind of stupid. Well, there's but... smart stupid, like the babysitter. Yeah, and I feel and like the... this is passable stupid. And there's or... and there's good. There's good slapstick stupid like Evil Dead yeah. 2, but this is, this, this, is, is, this is a mediocre sort of middle ground of those things. This right? is it, like, doesn't know, it doesn't really decide what to do. Well, it's what I said earlier. It's endearing stupid. <laughs> there's, yeah, yeah. There's stupid, stupid like Evil Ed, I think. And, oh, then, yeah. and then the smart stupid like the babysitter. And yeah. then this is uh, endearing stupid. Let's coin that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I just want to say the opening too, like, yeah, you talked about it was that, that end bit, the aftermath, the kill itself in the mm-hmm. aftermath. That was great. But part of that, what worked so much for me was the setup from the moment the movie started. You had this throwback kind of font. Sure. And it's like oh, even the love boat right. theme, I yes. think, might be playing. Yes, it really is. It's got this, sort of... that sort of like the 60s, like not neon because there wasn't neon, but what is that kind of like, it's I don't like know, that, that typography. Yeah, the hot pink, yeah. like, 60s type, like, pink it's flamingo. Like, yeah, exactly. It's pink flamingo yeah. type. <laughs> but just sort of brings you in with kind of like, oh, the mood of wanting to be this party. Tim was like, are we even That's watching right. the right I film? Know. Did we pick the right ghost ship? Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but um, I loved that from the get-go. It put me into it just enough. That was the thing, too. It's like, it was it was showing its cards so obviously, mm-hmm. or its, its hand so obviously, where it's like, oh, it's actually... They want to make it so it's like fun. So then when that's leading up to everyone getting killed and I'm like, well, but I'm actually having fun and I know it's like, <laughs> you know, surface level and stupid, but it's still working. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I don't even know what to think of it because, oh, God, it's it's like the filmmakers are like they are. It's a, I don't know how to describe this. It, it This movie is weird. That's <laughs> what we're here to do. I know. It's like, if it's going to be camp, because that is a kind of camp-ish. I think that's what I like about it. It's but camp, it, yeah. Right. But it's not enough camp. Because it's still trying to be scary, maybe? I think, actually, here's the thing. You... The reason it feels weird is because it's it's towing two lines, and the f- the first one is is uh, self referential, like it 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 sort of knows it's in on the joke, but then right after the opening scene, we go into the introduction to present day, and it's this like. It's it's like a fucking scene from The Rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a, a Bruckheimer suddenly we're in like <laughs> save the day <laughs> action hero ridiculous over the top 
thing. And I think that those two things of them trying to like seal a ship in their job right. is their last yeah, job. Yeah, and Juliana Margulies is like fucking high wiring and acting around, and <laughs> they're like, "No, just cut it loose." And she's like, "Fuck you! I'll never cut it loose. I'm gonna send the die." Yeah, it's like these are action heroes. Yeah, so that may be where it 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 makes it fuzzy for me. But they're I'm, both camp. They're just different but, kinds. There's the action. Uh, yeah. Like, well, that's the thing is that. The action stuff doesn't seem self-referential. Well, it's just an extenuation of like, this was the 90s was there of like the cliffhangers and face-offs. Remember when, remember in the 90s when everything was extreme? This movie does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's basically, it's coming right off of them. It's so fucking interesting. Anyway. Okay. So what else worked? Um, <laughs> t- touch some things there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's, here's my big one. Yeah. My there's, I have two big ones. Um, <laughs> the, I love the fucking cast. Yeah. I love everybody in this movie. Maybe except for Jack. I'm not in love with Jack, but, um, he's the bad guy. Oh, right. Who's, uh, f- uh, Faramin in like the credits. That's what they call him? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, so he is not my favorite. Everybody else I love. And here's why I love it. Because there are scenes where it's like we know these actors, right? You know Carl Urban. You know Juliana Margulies. You know Gabriel Byrne. And you even know that other dude. I think it's uh, Ron He Was he in the the Hobbit movies? That one guy? The blonde guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He looked. You knew him from somewhere, right? Or is I, it... you know, honestly, I need to let's look real quick. Ghost ship. And I actually liked the guy that you didn't like. You did. So I'm Oops. agreeing with you about the cast. But so um, the, that guy who ends up being the main bad guy, uh, he's like the angry faced pretty boy. Like right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this guy's name is Ron Eldard, and I really like him and i've seen him over the years so many many times i mean he's been in so many things um but i can never remember what he's from which is a weird i think he's problem um you think he's an elf (laughs) um mm, okay okay here's here's what i remember him from uh he's in um uh, where the fuck is well, what, it? What did you like about him? I just, he's earnest as, as fuck. And I love, he's such a good actor at just sort of being a dude. I don't even know how to describe it. He feels like a real person yeah. to me. Even though a lot of the time they kind of gussy him up a little bit to, to, to be a character. He still just feels like a dude. So, and like Carl Urban, the, the interactions between the crew feel like even though they are kind of written as caricatures the actors are so good that they're they're all kind of just bringing this like right. it's lived in reality of yeah of lived in this like they're joking with each other and i actually feel like they have so, rapport with each other even just as people desmond harrington who plays jack or ferryman the bad guy who said yeah. he didn't like I liked him for those reasons. I think you didn't like him in the context of this film. He's weird. He doesn't fit in with the others. He's like suspicious from the get go. His like 
performance yeah. is just kind of like you know i mean we're just waiting for the twist to happen of like okay what's this guy's story how is he going to be the bad guy which in the context of this level of film was just fun for me like to be like okay let's let's put it together when's the twist gonna happen yeah and just as kind of like oh i'm i'm, I'm so suspicious i'm just yeah i don't know it, it, maybe again it's that it was unique to this kind of era of films too that's kind of coming off the skeet ulrich scream like <laughs> soft-spoken yeah. pretty boy who's actually the bad guy trope yeah and to be fair like we didn't we didn't like put that together that he was the bad guy i thought from the moment he came on like there was gonna be (laughs) there was something off about him sure but it wasn't they it wasn't heavy-handed no but it was like pretty obvious just the way where it was like how quick he was to sort of make excuses for whatever oh what were you doing flying over there all the time oh i just have this excuse already prepared that sounds perfect you know just (laughs) yeah i mean there's something He's not a person if the other guys were. Yes. No, that's very true. You're right. He's always a little odd. Like, there's one point when he, like, Juliana Margulies, who's, I don't remember her character's name, Epps or something like yeah. that. She She's shaken from what the fuck ever. I forget. I think it's the first time she sees the little girl when, when yeah. Carl Urban falls through the floor. And, and... Jack comes out and he's like gives her like a jacket or something and then like lights a cigarette for her and it's just fucking odd like it's that happens before that's at the when she's just standing at the edge of the boat yeah right? yeah and the, you can tell oh, no like, that's after you right you can tell that it's just an there's like he's off well what's fun about it is I think you like the way he's off though is he doesn't become. When it gets to the twist of him being a crazed, maniacal, demon bad guy, I'm like, okay, here he's now a full-fleshed character. Sure. Because, like, right. I think that's it, is you you know he's gonna, there's something wrong about him, and it's the anticipation and revelry of seeing that other side finally come out. Like yeah. how we talked about in, um, what was the, one of the, ta- the Italian horror films we watched were... The, the first one we watched, um, opera. Yeah. How like to oh, have right. the handsome man and bad guy, yeah. the appeal of that is watching them go nuts. So crazy at the end. <laughs> um, that's similarly with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so part of, I guess, tangentially of what I'm saying about the feel of the actors is, is, is really the, the feel of most of the time, this is not a hundred percent true, but the feel of the spaces that they're in. Yeah. Like I like it feels like a real place, even though it's most definitely like Hollywoody. You well, know what I mean? I like the Hollywoodiness weird... of the uh, how it was lit with the um, everything was just the shimmering water yes, light on everything. That's right. So there's something really like pleasing to me about yeah. that, I guess. Um, <clears throat> well, it was so, a real physical set. Yeah. How about that? No doubt. I think what it is, and I think the six the the thing that is successful for me in this movie that makes me f- kind of like it is that they're they kind of took things from my favorite horror films and just were like, let's put this in here, but let's do it let's do it well. Like let's not skimp on it. It's not it's not just a sort of a side reference. It's like, no, we want this to feel like the set of alien yeah like, let's shoot it like the the fucking way alien is shot and it kind of feels like it most of the time there, right there are times when it definitely feels dumb it and, felt and actually it looked like alien resurrection to me sure 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's sort of that second tier rep- replication of Alien. Well, right? it was fun, too, that, like, to kind of combine both, you're talking about the actors and now the set, they brought out the best in each other. Where, like, I was buying those scenes of, uh, right, like, those scenes where Gabriel Byrne, who's the captain character, like, of course, he goes into, like, the captain's, uh, you know, uh, where, where he quarters. stays. The quick cap, thank you, captain's quarters. And, like, is. <laughs> You know, checking out his whiskey and has an interaction with the Italian ghost captain. Yeah. There's just something, I don't know. Well, that's my second point. This is also The Shining. It just is. (laughs) Like, over and over, right? Full-bodied ghost. Yeah. Yeah. People are seeing shit. They're interacting with them. It's got this eeriness to him. It's not apologetic about it. It's just like suddenly he's sitting at the desk with the captain. It's a good example too. like think how much more it's actually chilling when Jack and the Shining just walks in and it's a huge party going on. And you're like, what? In this film, we see like all the furniture. It gets like come together. Extreme man. You got to use that CGI. (laughs) (laughs) And that goes on. Kubrick would have done if I'm sure he had. The Probably, technology. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's something endearing to me about them kind of doing those things, but doing them fairly well. It's, it lives in its, I mean, it's right. sort of. They're all things we've seen before, but it's doing well and it's on a ship. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. It's it, it, it kind of is that quintessential thing of like, okay, here's my elevator pitch. No, here's the poster. It's this ghost ship. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, but it's like if you if you're in the elevator with an exec and you have your 30 seconds, right? That's the elevator pitch yeah. structure. You have your 30 seconds, you're like, I have an idea for a movie, real quick. It's the shining and alien, but it's on a ship. See, even that, it's like you could pick so many other movies. I don't know. I, I really think in that why pitch you gotta, meeting. Why you got to slam my, my elevator pitch down? That's the greatest elevator pitch ever. Because <laughs> to speak to the film and kind of how how it is what it is, is like, it's just the classic, like, oh, forget what's on the, the, the just show me what's on the poster. You know, right. it's. No, I know. It's ghost it, ship. You don't need to sell it. It's almost self-explanatory, guys. right? It's like, yes, ghost ship would be essentially alien in the shining. Yeah. Right. It's it's implicit almost it, 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 in this era. <laughs> sure. I, those, are, those are good ones that get yeah, it's a it's a final girl people getting killed off and it's the shining of the full bodied ghosts uh, apparating and having an effect. Yeah. But then you got to put it. Oh, but it's also end of days or something we talked about with a, a representative from hell collecting souls. <laughs> right, right. That's, you know, that's tangential. It's well, kind of well, like... That's also... why I'm saying that it's kind of, it's hard to pin it on just a couple films because it's just <clears throat> taking from so many familiar things, you know? This is the same era of um, uh, Event Horizon, right? Yeah. It's very, very, very similar of a movie. Event Horizon was more mid-90s, right? I don't know. Whatever. It you know, my my feeling with if you kind of just back away from Event Horizon, it's essentially the same story. Mm-hmm. It's a crew on a ship and they are interacting with a demonic malevolent force that's making them see things and killing them off one by one right that, so this is a very yeah. basic structure of like and it's so i think basic and just a structure that there's lots of ways to 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 you know do it yeah you're right though event horizon was five years earlier yeah. so you know i don't know i think there's there's something to be said about this era of putting money into 
I don't know, into, I don't know, man. They put money into a, a potentially schlocky horror film. And they said, no, 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 it's not schlocky. Let's like make the thing. And I like, like, I appreciate that. Wait, because I, what other? I feel like this is indicative of schlocky. How are you defining? Schlocky well, or... I mean, this it is, it is, in the in the it, the story is schlocky, right? But they they actually execute the the filming and they cast good actors, right? You know what I mean? Which so is, they, I feel like they took I, a I want... schlocky story and and seriously like created in a movie thing, around in it. things of note i want to get into what separates this from like the insidious fours and i think that's Ooh, a good okay interesting a good, a good uh yeah jumping off point so anyway this is all to say that it's an interesting thing that i think has stuff kind of working for it yeah but and 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 that those things allowed me to get on board and stay on the ride on board <laughs> oh <laughs> on board the ghost ship. I mean, I didn't want to go overboard, but <laughs> <laughs> so what? Else, what else is working for you? <laughs> um, you already mentioned it, but uh, you only have one. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the idea that he is like a sort of soul collector, powered by the like an agent of hell, almost. Mm-hmm. I love I just liked that as like a bad guy and they left the sort of obscurity of what exactly he was just open enough yeah. but got specific enough so it's like he reveals himself he's one of hell's agents he is a he puts it as a salvage expert responsible for collecting new souls to bring back home and keep quote the management oh, yeah. happy doesn't which, he say he's like I'm just like you I salvage yeah things, exactly but I salvage a salvage souls. expert to keep the management happy. Um, but then he also says he, he was given the job for a lifetime of sin, indicating that he was once a human perhaps. So, so like how you kind of, so, I mean, I just love all that for itself. This kind of like almost Araminari, there's this whole world of other, Mm -hmm. there's a devil world going on. Like we thought this was just a ghost movie, but no, it's, it's kind of tying in this, um, demonology or hell, you know, a presence of hell. So that it's got that going for it for me, which is just fun. But then also, like, for him as that kind of bad guy, I think it's fun where you have... We don't know how long he's been alive for doing this. He could have been, like you said, this is some sort of old creature legend thing that goes around the high seas. He could have been out here for 700 years, which is just fun. Or maybe 50 years. We don't know. But um, Ooh, dude, we should make a prequel (laughs) to Ghost Ship. Pirates. But it's pirates. Yeah. Ghost, you mean, isn't you that mean like one of the... Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean films. But that's it's number. That's like Pirates 5. Yeah, <laughs> but just alluding to that that larger history. I don't know. It, it, it was just all... Everything about that aspect of this film and that character, the story, uh, it all alluded to much more. I thought that was fun. Yeah. What else? Well, it's sort of coming off that, the, the deaths, like how mm-hmm. he's not just sort of doing it... Yes, he's doing it to salvage these souls, but he's also doing it where specifically it's like he's collecting people who have sinned. So it's like we didn't mention in the summary, but it sort of has a lot to do with there's a big um, there's a a wealth of gold. There's a treasure trove of gold on it. 
So it sort of set up these flashbacks that like once the initial everyone's killed off on the ship, like everyone went gold crazy and started killing each other for it. That's right. So it's like, okay, because you are all doing that, I'm marking you as sinful. Yeah. So the original sin, I guess, of the whole movie really is greed, right? Yeah. That's the decision that they make is are we going to go out and try and salvage this to make a big, a potential big payday when we already did our job, like we're done. We're going to make that choice to go further and risk something because the allure of, of a big score and that, you know, that's sin number one, right? It's greed. So once he does that, you know, we have the captain who sort of, you know, loses is responsible for losing Santos, the guy who gets killed first, you know, right. by, and deciding to get the gold. So that's his comeuppance. And then what's his face? The the guy who... Um, Isaiah Washington? No, the um, when he... The guy who basically cheats on his wife with a ghost. Yeah, that's Isaiah Washington. Okay. I don't know their names. <laughs> that's the actor. Um, but he... Uh, that was kind of... You know, that, that was his sin in this sense. Maybe, yeah, right. they're all sinful for being they prob- greedy. They probably are... I but mean, he, he's if, like, oh, it's not cheating if she's dead. Right. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's interesting. And uh, then even I think all of them have sort of a right. vague different sin to them. Right. And then kind of to a lesser extent, because it wasn't connected to their death so much. But like the two the two buddies where you're like, are they a couple like the two dudes who kept yeah. kind of dicking around on their own They're when they're eating the beans that turn out oh, to be maggots, dude. they're doing it in a way that's very like gluttonous. It's not like they right. have reached hunger. Yeah. But. The, yeah, that yeah. Sort I think of they probably aspect. just had that in the back of their heads of sort of like even maybe subconsciously, just like these are the things, these yeah. are the sins. You know, let's let's lean in. So not too overt, but when you kind of put it together, I liked that it had yeah. that aspect going on. Yeah, to there's probably killing. you know the captain is probably having some pride. Mm-hmm. You know the um, the guy I mentioned, Dodge is his name. He's having a little bit of um, envy. Yeah. Right. Like, cause the Jack says to him later, he's like, "Oh, I know you're in love with her, but right. you, you're too big of a pussy to say anything." So kind of in that yeah. classic like tales for the crypt sense yeah. of the the people being guilty pr- of something. I always appreciate that. I mean, that's it's kind of a. I mean, it's kind of a basic. Mm-hmm. like thing to to lean in on when you're writing a script for yeah a well, horror script i fucking whatever i've it's worked cool. with the producer who is like uh i don't want to you know produce any horror movies though because of where where any innocent people get killed or just you know he had that like hmm. that like high end or just that very demarcation that kind of demarcation but and you were like nobody's innocent yeah no i'm thinking about it just now exactly i'm like what would that line be if it's like yeah, how oh, do you define these people all die because they pursue gold when they shouldn't have like is that yeah freedom like but that was actually like this guy exactly was I feel like he he has very much set for him his internal what is right or wrong. So I think he would have that internal. Well, and, and, and that is true. I mean, this is a smart story device because what it does allow, it, lo- it allows us to have the little girl, Katie, and to to, to answer the question of like, why, why is this one little girl still like she's able to communicate and like try to save them. Like yeah. what makes her different? And it's that she didn't sin. Yeah. Um, they ended up hanging her. So she was an innocent. Um, and she even says like, I was never marked. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a whole, whole aspect of marking it yeah, people. Yeah, it, it, it didn't really play because they never they never quite right. sort of. It was something to do with the souls he's capturing. Yeah. Like once once you've committed the sin and he can like have almost in a um, final destination way a little bit, you know, a thing happened to you that kills you. Yeah. Um, then there's the one time I think they may only show it this one time when Francesca, the the red dress singer, uh, she gets hooked in the neck, which I really liked. Oh, yeah. They, they set it up way early, which is great. Like when they're in that room. Um, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's a half hour earlier or whatever. Every, the you know, the crew is in that particular room and there's this giant hook just hanging behind them. It's very overt. And, and it's like, of course, you're going to think somebody's getting hooked. Yeah. And then it happens way later, which is great. Just like the perfect and amount it, of gore. And in a flashback. Like it's not even, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Reverse setup. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse chronological right. setup. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, but when she does die and she's hanging there, he grabs her hand and, and like makes a mark on her hand. I think that's the only time you yeah. actually see it. He probably could have done more with that in some way. Again, that but there's this the whole crew. lore it's pointing at. That's fun. Yeah. I'm not sure it's necessary, but yeah, I, I you know, it was kind of a cool little angle. Talking about uh, Katie, the little girl, as the um, innocent one. Like, I liked, I like this. I mean, it's kind of, it's a trope. Like, this movie is just built on. But having the <laughs> the good ghost presence versus yeah. the bad ghost. Like, the good ghost who's helping them out. Right. That often the female protagonist is the one who, you know, trusts and communicates with. Sure. Um, I just always like that as a thing of, like, the clear, oh, I'm the good ghost and... This is the bad ghost. Yeah. Which was cool because the wailing plays on that where we don't know by the end That's true. which the one's wailing. playing him or not. Oh, dude, the wailing. But that's a good mm. extent. You know, that's a good um, you take this trope and you subvert it. Anyway, not this, not this film, but just remind, <laughs> reminded me of that, of like how that good ghost versus bad ghost was yeah. uh, used differently put into question i did not know it was going to be a final girl film at the beginning no. so like unlike alien which i just watched growing up and always knew somehow ripley made it to the end uh this was actually fun where i'm like oh whoa she's the one who made it to the end it's the final girl <laughs> kind of thing yeah there was yeah it's 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 such a mishmash in a weird way i'm not mad about it <laughs> But like when you sort of step back and look at it and like go, why is this working? It's almost like they just managed to mishmash together the things that do work in, in horror films, sort of yeah. the baseline things enough to carry it through. It's I think it's this is kind of a rare example of like, oh, my God, Darkness Falls was like the worst of these movies I'd ever seen. I remember my friend and I like I think we asked for our money back afterwards, (laughs) but it was like that's aggressive. Yeah, but um, but this one is so it's like these films, it's like they all kind of are just like you said, a hodgepodge. But what this one does is you can tell they at least took that like extra draft or whatever to make um. To just have a little more attention to detail and making things click, which sort of like yeah. the the Insidious Forest didn't do for us also. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because it's it, still on that level of like unoriginality, you know, and just kind of like isn't really doing anything actually new. It's this new skin. 
but just where it sort of falls or I was going to say falls or fails, where it either fails or succeeds is just on this. Okay. But you, how much more are you doing to sort of support all that, that you have figured out And this film does it pretty well. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so funny how like we had that, that action opening setup, like you just got like the rock or whatever. And then like, it, it called back and it actually worked in the stupidest ways where then during the film where it's like, there's that moment of like, well, what are we going to do to like move the ship and get the gold and save the day? Let's do what we do best. You know, <laughs> fix ships. Yeah. Salvage ships. And then it's back into yeah. that mode. Like, yeah, here yeah. they go. Even even though they just spent like a day dicking around the ship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, even after they do that, then it's just like some of them just go and eat beans. And you're That's like, right. okay. Yeah. Isaiah Washington's just nowhere to be found. Nobody asks. But it was so, I don't know. It was, it was kind of like fun in that, that just the stupidest of ways. I really do wonder if they, in making this, like what level of self-referential like understanding they had that's the big question really, here right I, yeah do we know like when we're yeah i don't know i think they mean to okay because let's get into this is this is gonna help pick us apart this is the last thing i had okay um the ramped speed shots which are just so indicative of this film mm-hmm. like in these kinds of films they are like for me now they're just as fun and funny as they are stupid you know what I mean? Yes. I and, <laughs> but we can, when you pose that question, we can pick it apart. Like, okay. Those ramped spe- sped up shots. You know what I'm talking about? Let's, let's kind of paint. There's the one where it's just like, I think it's the bad guy walking towards someone to kill him. And it's like 10 seconds long, but then it's the, whoosh, you know, sped up a little bit right. and then goes to slow motion and then speeds up a little more. And just with the sound yeah. that kind of ramps with it too. Yeah. Yep. You know, <laughs> It's like so stupid, but it's like the Charlie's Angels movies, that kind of action. Um, Yeah, I mean, another. They think that that is scary. I think at the time it was new enough of a device that they were like, yeah, do that thing. But it seems like such a thing that like you shoot it once and then you want to spoof it because it's so (laughs) so obviously stupid, you know? Like yeah. the Matrix was the only one who was ever allowed to do it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any time that's ever actually worked. Well, let's skip ahead to what did not work then, <laughs> if that's good for you. Yeah. It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. Well, what also didn't work for me was the ramped speed shots, Tim. There you go. I got again. you. I got you again. <laughs> My favorite thing. Because like, even though, as I said, and what worked for me, what worked for me now is that they are fun and funny. I can look at as right. sort of isolated to the early aughts films. Yes. But then, which is true now, is that they're just kind of everything that's wrong with these films and as far as preventing them to be actually scary. I'll, like... Yeah. All I had basically and what doesn't I have one thing that's not this but then what didn't work for me all I have is it's stupid and not scary at all. Right. That's like what doesn't would, work. I but would, is it even trying to be? Is well, then the that question. Is, that that's is my a good question. question. I would argue that there is, the one thing that is successful in terms of quote unquote quote unquote scariness is 
I think there is an eeriness to the environment. Yeah. In, implicitly. Even some of the makeup effects of when the ghosts are in their sort of rotted form, those are yeah. creepy. Yeah. But beyond that, yeah, everything everything really does start to kind of fall apart just from like a basic logic standpoint. It's like like exactly what I just said um, with, you know, there's this there's this faux urgency. Oh, we got to do this. And then this just happened. And oh, shit. Now we're really screwed. We, we have to go do this. And then. 20 minutes of the movie goes by where they're fucking dicking around. <laughs> like they're literally dicking around. They're just wandering around still. And it's you're like, always like, you... why aren't they together if there's yeah. they know there's a risk? And why don't they say, okay, guys, hang on a second. I just saw something really fucked up. Like I either I'm going crazy. I mean, can you not do, are you not allowed to do this? Does this like kill the horror film? I don't think it does. I think once you have a group of people going, what the fuck is going on? That did bother me how long she kept refusing to admit she saw a ghost girl. Then you actually have conflict within them because one person could be like, here you go again. That fucking, you're a fucking maniac. Like lay off the fucking, you know, whatever the, the mushrooms, like you're a piece of shit or any, any sort of reason to be at each other is good. Yeah. And they this like oh, I'm I have a secret. It's not a good secret. It's yeah. it unless you've set up that that person when they say certain things loses their credibility. That if that's a, just a part of their character to begin with. So like if early on you set up that Epps has a penchant for like making things up or lying about things or sort of just being uh, over the top about shit and that's a problem then yes, of course, there's a reason for her not to. Well, I guess I kind of say, "Hey, uh, I just saw a ghost." Because they're going to be in like, defense, though, I do book. see uh, Maureen Epps being the kind of person <laughs> who was like, "Oh, you know, I'm, 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 I like, like her character is feeling like she has to like force the tough girl persona almost. Like she is that, but she's also you can see her forcing. And part of that, I think, is is she doesn't want to come across as like you know, crazy or, or weak because she saw something. I I am fine with that to a point. But after everybody has seen something, they still aren't telling each other. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like something else is going on and the ignoring it. I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that speaks to some larger thing sort of societal thing or like even just the t- time of, of when this movie or was speaks made to the filmmakers being like no let's not have her admit it yet just because it's easier right, to right. make it this way than they did not yeah or, or you know maybe it's that if she said something then they have to have the conversation about well like it, it takes you down a path story-wise of the movie being hey, we the characters need to figure out what's going on as opposed to what it is, which is we the audience are following along, waiting for reveals so that we can figure it out. Yeah. So I get it. There's a structural reason for it potentially, but it just is at a certain point, I think it becomes belabored and annoying where you're like, I mean, just say something already, like some weird shit's going on. Everybody uh, knows it. I mentioned liking like the good ghost, bad ghost, you know, dichotomy. It made me sad though we didn't actually have like a versus moment. Like I really oh, thought that there would be interesting. like <laughs> the the Katie ghost fighting the what's his face. Sure. Like just doing some kind of like, you know, supernatural like face off. 
that's where this movie could have been a rent it had maybe it reached that you that's know? true that would be a good i i like that story we never really saw thing. them face each other at all like the yeah i i really do like i yeah the, i like the stories where you have that final conflict where the you know whatever the bad guy in this case, let's say, so Jack is the bad guy, and in sort of that, that final moment, he he's going after Epps, and she's the only one left. I would have really liked to see Katie get involved in a way that is detrimental to Katie's spirit. Yeah, but, she's, but, but she has to use her supernatural paranormal abilities. Right. And maybe that sort of in... in she doesn't realize this, but in actuality, by doing that, that sets her free. Like mm-hmm. it, she wouldn't, she couldn't know that as as a character, like as a ghost character. You can't know that using your supernatural powers to a certain degree is the solve for your yeah. spirit. So you would have to kind of set all that, you know, minutia up in in some way or other. But it would be satisfying, I think, from you know, like a cathartic way to be like, oh, cool. She inadvertently, by doing a good act, not only saved Epps, but kind of saved herself. Nice. Like that would feel good. And as it was, it kind of, I can barely even sort of remember like the ending, like how did it end? Epps is at, she, like she gets out. He impersonates the person that he just killed and tricks her. And then they have, actually it was pretty cool. She blows up the ship. Where, uh, where he falls underwater and like the thing hits him because of the explosion. No, she shoots him with a spear like gun. Like a harpoon thing, yeah. And then somehow that causes like all the pl- the, the metal planks or whatever and pipes to like explode onto him. That's right. <laughs> and he kind of blows apart. Oh, right, because she's the perfect shot. Yeah. She, she Which hits the we thing never, that blows We, the we thing only up. set up that she's awesome we don't set up that she can shoot really well whatever but as you know i was like this is whatever this is a this is a stretch for me in this movie that she could hit that shot but okay but you you agree you were able to uh expound on even more the missed opportunity that Mm -hmm. not having the good ghost versus bad ghost confrontation would have allowed i think you see this somewhat often it's it's a third act fail that i think a lot of movies unfortunately you know have. It was set up, and I thought this movie it seemed like it was hitting all those expected buttons in a satisfying way, except for that one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's sort of the problem of saying, oh, it's the finale, and the finale is has to end with a big explosion. It's yeah. like, oh, speaking of explosions and things that didn't work, <laughs> no, uh, late 90s, early 2000s ex- CGI explosions woof they are <laughs> they were not good like more they, charming than more, uh, 2018 s- 19 bad cg explosions <laughs> yes certainly more charming but like <laughs> oh man it is it is funny to go back and be like oh yeah they they didn't have it mm-hmm. which is weird because it's like yes they did right like you could create a visual explosion for this movie that looked good you could whether you do a practical in miniature or something and then you you know you yeah it was just at that awkward junction where it probably cost just as much to do the practical versus cg that's right and so they're like oh well let's you know okay the cg looks good enough yeah or they were like 
dude, the CG looks amazing. And it's like, so nope. It's hard because like what didn't work for us and I put, it's not scary at all. But again, I keep falling back on like, well, was that actually detrimental? <laughs> like, I don't think it was. Anyway, that for me is more of a thing of note to sort of yeah. pick apart. But is it even trying to be and comparing sure. it to uh, to the uh, the Blumhouse bad films? Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you well, have anything else? I, I have two little sort of little things. I think that the vagueness I know you sort of, I think you mentioned that you kind of like this, but the vagueness of the bad guy not in so much of like where he's coming from or like what his angle is, but kind of like what he can do was it's like he he could do fucking anything. Yeah. He and I transform into yeah, who he looks and, like. And I think that there's something lacking in it's just sort of a free for all. Yeah. And that at a certain point I was like, well, fucking they're fucked because I mean, he just, why is he even bothering? Right. Why is he bothering to do any of this shit if he can do fucking anything? Just fucking just fucking have well, them here, walk into a room and grab a knife and start fucking stabbing. I themselves. thought what what solved all that for me was how he can be sort of. It's like the Terminator. It's like the T-1000. Like you can shoot them in such a way where it will slow him down and dismembering him even more. Yeah. Slows him down more and he'll put himself back together. And it's a sort of, okay, that's where it's at. That's, you know, take, take it all from there as far as the sort of level of his powers for me. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just well, think in the at the same time with him transforming and stuff, yeah. you're like, wait. At a certain just... point, I'm like, dude, he's so fucking powerful. It's like, what are we even doing? Yeah, but then that, that's why I said, oh, but he's not powerful enough to not be at least a little. Um, yeah, mired but, but by... I guess I guess the problem is is sort of what we're, exactly what we're saying. In a way, it's just middle. <laughs> it's middling between those two things. Like yeah. they never really make a choice. They're just like, yeah, in this scene, he can do that too. And also, you know, because it's convenient, he can be slowed down by getting shot. Yeah. So, eh. which is this film though? It's just yeah. it's hard to pick on when it, it's so obviously stupid. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. The other thing I have is, I really feel like Gabriel Byrne. I love Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I really feel like. He walked off the set of Usual Suspects and, like, in costume and just did this movie, like, between shoots or something. Mm -hmm. He's wearing – he's he does not look like he's wearing the clothes of a captain of a salvage no. ship at all. It's weird. It he, fucking is, was Are you kind of saying it felt phoned in, too? Something about his – Yeah, a little bit. Like, a little bit phoned in. Um, But just – yeah, he – it's almost not quite the right casting, maybe. Yeah. But also then they costumed him in a way that even felt further from what the casting would be. <laughs> it worked to for me, me in felt, some weird way. Yeah, it felt fucking odd to me. And I didn't ultimately care that much. But I just was like, yeah, there's like this. He's Kinda wearing like, like a, this guy? He's wearing like a white dress shirt that's sort of ruffled and then a pea coat over it. Well, and I'm I, like, I'm pretty sure that's the exact same thing he's wearing when there he's was, uh, on the ship. The earlier versions the of the script, suspect. he was the bad guy or like before they gave it a total overhaul. Oh, shit. So I wonder if there's some kind <laughs> of like layover of Probably. him being a little off or different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's go to things of note because I want to tag on to that. Things of note! <laughs> this should be interesting. 
So, I had mentioned this too, thing of note, it just feels like every movie I've ever seen Gabriel Byrne in has something to do with the devil or Satan or like hell or something. I know that's not true. He's been in a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things. We we you listed a off list. a handful of them. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking at his IMDb Let's page. hear it. Go down it. There's Usual Suspects, which has the sort of famous quote about the devil. Um, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever played was for convincing the world that he didn't exist. Um, End of Days, obviously. Yep. My favorite. Um, yep. Stigmata. Um, <laughs> Hereditary, which we, you know, we yeah. loved. Um, in the, uh, it's, this is a stretch, I guess, a little bit, but Excalibur has this sort of demon, sort of sorcery, <laughs> dark side thing going on. I mean, I think he's. There's he's, something to it. There's something where... about him that is kind of, um, what's the word? He's, well, he's, he's a dark complexion. Yeah, you know? he's got a he he can do sinister well, but what I like about him is that often he's cast against type of his his own kind of sinister yeah. looking because he kind of looks like an old like 1930s cartoon of like the bad guy in a fucking yeah. fedora or something. You know what I mean? He looks like a mobster. I mean, he but even like in the mobster movie he's in, Miller's Crossing, he's the fucking good guy. Yeah. Right. So I, there's something really. I, I, maybe it's his agent. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's just the he shit just that he gets. The world sees. You know how yeah. people, directors see him when casting. But I just think it's funny that he's got all these movies where it's like the devil. Right. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is Gabriel Byrne is Satan. Yes. The end. <laughs> so to. It's, God, I feel like there's more. We I just want to explore that more of, as I said earlier, like, is this even trying to be more than stupid and scary? But like a way to explore that. To, and, and I guess the, tell me if these are different questions, but um, but like we sort of got at it. The question of why can't I enjoy Insidious 4 the same way I enjoyed this? And I think we maybe kind of already answered that with saying like this did figure out some base things that those movies don't. Here's my answer, mm -hmm. I think. I think this movie is not trying to be scary. I think this movie is trying to be entertaining, specifically. It's not saying, ooh, we're a scary horror film and we're going to like really terrorize you. It's saying butts in seats, great actors, great filming, like who gives a shit if the story is not great. We can- An action crew, right, too. Right, we can get people in the theater to see this because it's fun. It's a bit of a romp. There's some eeriness to it, but it's not so scary that people are going to go, oh, I don't want to go see a it's horror kind film. Of, even though it must be R-rated, it's kind of the best of the PG-13 horror. It's like what you want. It's like what people want, you know, when you if That's you right. go to one of those. Now, Insidious thinks it's scary. And, and, and is predicated its whole franchise on, we're going to scare you. Except their version of scaring is not scary. It's right. it's it is well, schlock, which schlock. is what this is. You know, as far as you isolate it to the scare moments, yeah. you know, jump right. scares. So they they have. I think that the filmmakers have between Ghost Ship and Insidious have very different views of what they what the movie they're making is and what they are trying to accomplish with it. Yeah. And also I think who their audience is. I think Insidious 
is a little like more for the horror fans maybe yeah they think they are for the horror fans but people do love them we rag on them here in this house yeah i i know people love them but like but we don't (laughs) the much the 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 average moviegoer i don't think loves them yeah but they'll go to see them that's why they do so well it's because i guess so because it's like those are oh i want to see you know I don't know, modern horror movie that's reliable, that's going to make me throw popcorn in the air because of loud noises. But that's what gets But that's me it. About that's them. it. This movie, the Ghost Ship does is not trying to do that. Yeah. And that it isn't is, predicated on the jump scares. It that is, is more the on conceit. eeriness, yeah. Right? Ghost Ship is like let's let's middle a, a, enough to get butts and in seats. Insidious is Let's fucking see how loud of a noise we can make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. With uh But and they but they think that's scary. Right. And then but and I think there is something too where you just do see that a little more attention to detail and the bones of the film yeah. that was given to in these early aughts films. Well, and also if you think about just the timeline of how films were made the money that was involved like who was involved i mean uh, of note obviously the the what what do we call the um the dark castle dark castle yeah it's robert fucking zemeckis and joel silver i mean joel silver is sort of known for making big block blockbusters um but so he's made good movies robert zemeckis is fucking robert zemeckis dude so to I mean, uh to transition i guess from that if exploration because this was interesting kind of learning about Dark Castle Entertainment. So I read, you know, it's sort of it's filmography that represents just so spot on what we think of as these early odds mm-hmm. horror films. But it's fun. So it's called Dark Castle Entertainment to pay homage to William Castle, you know, the horror filmmaker from the 50s and 60s who made the original um, House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts. Cool. So that was the first the remakes of those were the first two, you know, films of dark castle entertainment. Right. So that's what they set out to do. It's like, we are just setting out to the goal to remake all his films. Oh wait. So 13, so, Go- 13 ghosts is a remake. I, yeah. I believe it's God, from the, the original, from, from that. So, um, cool. I mean, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure without double checking. Sure. Um, but then, so it was just interesting how after doing those couple remakes, it was like, no, let's just move on to doing our own original material, which was Ghost Ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing remakes of non-William Castle films, too. Like, maybe, I don't know if House of Wax was a William Castle film or not, maybe. but I know that was a remake. Yeah, so definitely. It, it was just neat, interesting, I thought, that trajectory to view. But then, so with 2009 was when they, I guess, kind of interestingly, along with the new decade pivoted and made some things that were actually decent. So you were defending Orphan and I I'm not like, defending it. I just like it. It's different. Right, right. Sorry. That's all I meant. It's still it's and, still and a say, hor- it's still a horror. I only film. say you because I haven't actually seen it. It was recommended. It I to really me. like it. It's not great, but I really fucking like right, it. Right. Which is what I heard and I want to see it. But the one for me, I remember I saw it at um it was was Splice, which was perfectly yeah. with adrian brody it was weird I it was original i think i've watched splice it, but i might have. i saw it at the before they converted the man's chinese main theater to imax they always showed like kind of off-the-cuff movies you wouldn't expect them to de- dedicate yeah. that large screen to i saw observe and report there which you know <laughs> Whoa, really odd jody hill movie i love it but observe then report. with seth rogan and I don't know what that is. Maybe um, I've seen it. But super dark, weird, twisted really? comedy. Like, like you know, the, the Jody Hill 
like that crew, the Danny McBride crew, like they're that kind of style. You mean comedy. Jonah Hill? No, Jody Hill. That's the guy, the filmmaker who did oh, um, Eastbound I... and Down and oh. um, Vice Principals. I, just, I guess I never knew his name. Um, but like, <laughs> is that, it, a guy? It, was, it was one of those films. Yeah. Is Jody a guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who this person is. I know the stuff that you're talking about though. Yeah. And I like all of that. So yeah, if it's got that yeah, sort Jody of Hill. dark sensibility, cool. Cause, um, cause yeah, vice principles and East Mountain down are definitely equal parts. I love those. I'm a huge fan, but anyway, so <laughs> offbeat films playing at this theater that I saw splice at and splice. It was like, so weird. I didn't know quite what to make of it when I saw it, but you know, whatever I did like about it has risen to the top and it's just for being different and weird. I don't know. Is this really interesting how it feels like one of those films that more, takes a risk with a filmmaker who has a vision, which is just such a contrast to the sort of the films that I read earlier that represented their early aughts work. So it's kind of yeah. like props to them for, I guess, uh, I don't know, trying to do something a little more, um, you know, uh, what we'd say risky, but could lead to better films with um, sure some of their later tier films. Well, and I also think it's interesting that they... They pretty much stuck to about a forty thousand or forty thousand forty million dollar budget for most of these. With this varying was, uh, degree. You this know, this film was had 20. a twenty million dollar budget. I liked how it said um it opened at number three at the box office with a little more than like eleven and a half million. Uh, because guess at that time what was dominating ticket sales was Jackass the movie. <laughs> wow. It just kind of puts us back in that wow. that, that time, 2002. Jesus Christ. What was I doing in 2002? I was in New York. Hopefully going to see Jackass the movie. Holy shit. I'm sure I did. I love those Jackass movies. Oh, man. I want... I. Oh, God. That was a <laughs> weird time in my life. <laughs> well, maybe, I won't... I'm not going to expand on that. Maybe you went and saw Ghost Chip and you don't even remember. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, it would have been at the AMC... Or the Regal on 42nd between 8th and 7th. Cool. Basically Times Square. I remember going to see like, it was, uh, was it? Yeah, I started college in 2004. So that's when I would just see everything, like including, I remember seeing House of Wax, the other, the other uh, Dark Castle Entertainment film. Yeah. I mean, that was the era, like we've talked about before. That's right around when Netflix started and all I did was watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, yeah, then also around when I was still in high school or you know, home for a summer and seeing a uh, darkness falls with my friend God. and demanding our money. You know, back. I turned darkness falls on the other day. Cause I was like, what is this? This looks scary and cool. And then it started and I was like, Oh, this is the tooth fairy movie. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. So bad. <laughs> that movie is, has so many problems. It's a lighthouse. It's a tooth fairy. It's what is happening. Okay. So this last things I forgot to mention in things that worked for me, but I wanted, thought it was a thing of note because it was part of this puzzle piece of a mm -hmm. story we're putting together here. But it seems like when she drained her blood into the pool or some blood of hers leaked into a pool that somehow, that somehow reanimated more ghosts or like yeah, gave them more like power. Some sort of activation. Yeah. But to what? <laughs> I don't exactly know. Yeah. yeah. So just wanted to mention that. It was a cool, yeah, kind of, at, at the very least, it just kind of got us going, uh-oh, yeah. something's going on. Right, maybe that's all it was, which <laughs> I like that. I have one other thing. We were trying to figure out who Katie was. She's Emily Browning. Um, you know, she's just been around the last, I don't know, 
10-ish years But, like, as an so. adult, what would you recognize yeah, her Yeah, as from? an adult, the thing that I really remembered her from was um, Sucker we, Punch. She's the lead in Sucker okay, Punch. Okay, I didn't I don't see know that. Saw that. But we were like, who is this girl? Because, you yeah. know, when you see people who are kids in the 90s, 2000s, and right. you recognize them, and you're like, who are they now? Um, other than that, I mean, she's been in stuff, but nothing, like, that sticks out, per se. So... I don't know how much... She's uh, in Darkness Falls, though. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so get her. That's hilarious. Um, she did that right after Ghost Ship. So <laughs> my sort of personal it favorite... It all comes back around, Ryan. It's all connected. The world's connected. It's, uh, it's circular. It rhymes. It's <laughs> yeah. cyclical. Um, oh, my man. favorite of these films was 13 Ghosts, which is the same director and kind of the only two films it looks like mm-hmm. he's done was 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship. These films that are just so indicative, especially of these styles, yeah. but are kind of, I think, the best amongst them, maybe. Um, I have seen 13 Ghosts. Me and my friends, we were obsessed with that movie. And then the DVD, when it came out, it's so cool. It has like a special feature, a little mini documentary on each of the 13 Ghosts. Oh God! Yeah, and like they all have their own design and flavor. But yeah. so one of the fun we we should see. I feel like talking about Ghost Chip sort of did the job of talking about this era of films for us. But I would love to revisit Thirteen Ghost. Um, but like you remember, um, it had great kills in it too. Where because it was this sort of glass, like literal yeah. glass house. Uh, you had people getting chopped up and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's like scene of someone getting their, their, I think, head chopped off right in the middle. I think since this was the same director, same production company, it felt like they sort of proved that effect mm. in 13 Ghosts, then took it to its extreme here, this full ex- extent here <laughs> with uh, the opening scene. I mean, this really was the era of like, look, we can chop somebody up. Yeah. But they did it so well. And like, so 13 Ghosts, it worked out so well. I mean, you had the, the person getting squished in 13 Ghosts. It doesn't cut away. It's great. But oh, uh, man. I thought that was kind of interesting and fun seeing um, the effect proved in the movie. Same director, same production company, and then used again here to yeah. its fullest extent. And and 13 Ghosts, the original is like 1960 or something okay. like that. Yeah. But you're right. It is a, a remake. That's cool, dude. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Me I think either. I mentioned Ghost everything. Ship. Yeah. Uh, yep. Cool, dude. All right. Well, uh, what's what's next? Our recommendations for the week? Sure. Um, man, I want to recommend Dead something that is not horror, but I'm not going to. You can. Eh, you know, whatever. Let's keep it on, on brand here. I watched on... I think it was on Amazon Prime, but it might have been Netflix. I don't remember which. There's a movie called The Ruins. Oh, I've seen that. I saw that when I mentioned and I saw all these horror films in Santa Cruz. The one about like the they're on an island in the 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 jungle and it's like like a a pyramid. Yeah, yeah, Mayan temple type. And like the flowers are releasing something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's not fucking great, but it's a it's a perfect for me. It was a perfect. It's 10 o'clock. I'm probably not going to go to sleep. What is on that I can watch sort of casually and not, you know, have to be super invested in, but like maybe it'll be a a fun, quick watch. And it's probably only like 88 minutes or whatever. It's not long. Um, I remember it was worth it. When you look at sort of lists, you know, people's lists of what are horror films you can recommend or recommend dead in this case, I see that pop up. And is this one of those that's because it's not totally terrible you know, it's actually kind of good and fun, like you just said. Yeah. It rises to the top for a lot of people. 
Yeah, and everybody in it is good. They're they're all, you know, passable and the <laughs> yeah. story is weird and you know, it's got a couple really <laughs> fucked up moments that I was like, oh, cool. oh, 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 oh shit, they fucking went there. <laughs> cool. Some body horror, right? Yeah. Oh, if, absolutely. Which is Tim's that's, favorite. That's what I love. So, yeah, I mean, think plants and body horror. Like, there's some shit going on. So, yeah, that's mine. That's a film. I want to make a film that's like that. Easily accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell mm. you about it more. Okay. Um, my recommendation I watched on Shudder keep shouting them out um the series it was on amc actually oh, fuck, but i want to watch this yeah. eli, uh, eli ross history of horror yeah. so it's totally kind of like it feels you know just sort of the the level that the interviews reach it's it's more like it feels like a sort of horror for non-horror people like overview you know it doesn't get super detailed or super obscure or anything but because it is it's it's fun just to see sort of a slick production with like you know, the, the sort of big names, heavy hitters of horror, just sort of recognizable people. You know, it's just like, great, they got them. It's well shot. It's fun. But I think what got me is that even though it's not a, uh, yeah, as I said, a total, total deep dive is just anything where there's just such a love of horror. Like it just makes it fun just to go to that place and kind of yeah. get on the party, you know? That's cool. And they have a good, you know, they separate it. It's like the ghosts, the slashers, oh, nice. vampires. So yeah, I'm going to watch that. I'm gonna have to steal your uh, your shutter. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Uh, no. I mean. I mean. Well, Tim. You know, it's only four ninety nine, and you can use our code. Da, 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 da. And Joe Bob Briggs is coming back uh, at the Ooh, end of this month. So. Cool. Well, sweet man. More shutter shoutouts. All right. Well, it's your turn for the hat. Oh shit! Where is it? Oh, it's right there. <laughs> right where I left it. It's on its pedestal. Oh, and we decided that if we pull wrong turn two, it's just, we're going to go with wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's this one. God, what if it was wrong turn? <laughs> yeah, be right, so fucked up. Okay, we're going back in time to a 1942 film. Mm. Why didn't we put in there? That's 1942. Mm. Mm. I'm actually very excited for this because I have not seen it. And it's on so many lists. It's called Cat People. Okay, Cat People. Great. You love cats, Ryan. I know. Well, I love people too, so <laughs> should love this film. Yeah, that's exciting. We'll have to figure out where... Oh, uh, and I wanted to, to mention um, this film. It wasn't a direct suggestion, but it was a recommendation, not Deadshin, <laughs> of sorts from one of our Instagram friends, Annie Northman 89 mm. So thank you. You mean Ghost Ship was? Yeah, Ghost Ship. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Ghost Ship. Sorry. Yeah, I should clarify. Thanks. Thanks, Annie. Annie Northman, 89. Uh, thanks for, I remember you did a post that was like, oh, this is great. The opening kill scene, I think you mentioned. And you're like, people say it's stupid. It's stupid or whatever, but I like it. So I'm like, oh yeah, Ghost Ship. I forgot we should watch that. So uh, if you're listening, thanks for the recommendation. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks and, for uh, doing Because then we watched it. Yeah. And I, See how yeah, that works? Give us more. It. Give us suggestions, people. <laughs> And uh, whether you want us to talk about it or not, hopefully you'll join us next week for Cat People. Mmm, Cat People. Go back to the 40s. It's fun. It is so fun. All right. Well, you can find us, if you haven't already, on dismemberinghorror.com. That's on the intrawebs. Yeah. And then also on... The Webernet. The, those little apps that you have. There's Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And we're know. on, we're at dis horror pod. 
That's right. And it spugs me, Tim, on, on our Twitter. Twitter. It's like, I think we couldn't reverse it, but it's dismembering horror as like, it's, there's no space in between the two words. It's really, I, I think there may be a reason that that was the case, but it's cause it's like, we didn't put it as a first and a last name. I think it didn't let us. <laughs> oh, you're right. It wouldn't let me because it was like, that's not a last name. <sighs> And I was like, well, what the fuck, dude? Anyway, I'd like to change that if we can. But I, on our Instagram looks great because it's actually at Dismembering Horror. Clean. S- clean Come on, simple. Twitter. Get your shit together. <laughs> right. Fucking with us. Character uh, find limits. Find us both there. And then you can find more about Tim Aslan and myself, Ryan McDuffie, and I on our website. We have little bios there. Mm-hmm. Dismemberinghorror.com. That's where you can find us. Yeah, find us. So Say until, hi. Yeah. Till next time. Until next time. See you then. Adios. Don't drown on a ghost ship in a fish tank. Don't go overboard. (laughs) Don't blow up your ship. (laughs) 